0: Anyway, so uh, so let's have a conversation about Brittany then. You're watching this you watched the documentary. I didn't even realize this was a documentary. Like what's going on?
1: Oh my gosh. I have many thoughts and feelings on it. And it's a New York Times. It's not like a documentary in that a traditional documentary sense. It's part of the New York Times their how they do documentaries. They're on HBO. HBO, I think, FX, whatever. I watch it on Hulu. Anyway. Um It just kind of goes over, I don't know how much you know about Britney Spears at, at this point in her life, but essentially it kind of looks at her life as a whole, at her career and where she's gotten to, and then really hones in on what happened in 2008, I believe, when she just kind of at the peak of paparazzi and everything had decided she'd had it, clearly was going through something um, and this was when she shaved her head and drove with the kids on her lap and all that kind of stuff and um, so they talked about that and then her needing to go on a 5150 hold and since then has been in a conservatorship where her dad is the conservator for for over a decade in this decade she has put out multiple albums um, started a residency, in Vegas, been on TV shows, all this kind of stuff. That stuff that she was not doing before, but now suddenly uh, she's been placed in a conservatorship because she has the court has been convinced that she's not able to be to take care of herself so much that somebody has to come in and decide every single thing for her. And while they're doing this. This is the time that she's been put through the ringer career-wise, and and working probably harder than she has her entire career. But but oh oh wait, she's so so like mentally unstable that we can't let her take care of herself. But we're gonna push her harder than she's ever been pushed before. Hard to really <laughs> merge those two things. Um, and then so there's this movement, this free Britney movement, where people are saying like she should actually be let out of her conservatorship, and she's tried and no. No one has allowed it so far because once you're in a conservatorship, you the onus is on you to be able to prove that you don't need this anymore. Obviously, it, it for some people this is probably a very important piece of how they're able to keep their manage their lives. But when you're being gaslighted, which I learned today, it's gaslighted, not gaslit, and I'm not comfortable with that. Um, but when you're being gas, I I am either. I don't like it. <laughs> Um, when someone is gaslighting you. When someone is you,
0: gaslighting you. Yeah, I feel I like much that. better
1: about that. So when someone is well, gas- and that. And that
0: puts the onus on the person doing it rather than the victim. Exactly. That's important.
1: It is. And, and that's how it it should be. We should not be putting it on the victim because it's it just makes it so much harder to say that they can get out of it because what is the person who is – who holds this conservatorship doing now also in general, we should be looking at how we view conservatorships and, and how we view abuse and mental health in this country. But then when you tack on the fact that in her first residency in Vegas, I mean, just millions of, I I think the number was something about a million dollars being deposited every single week into Brittany's account of which her father, who she in, in this New York Times documentary really didn't have much of a relationship with growing up, up until she needed a conservator. Um, he he is making 1.2 million, or no, I'm sorry, 1.2 <laughs> percent can't make 1.2 million off of a million. That'd be wild. Oh, okay, 1.2 um, percent.
0: That'd be Wall Street, but that, anyway,
1: yeah, that would be GameStop. Um, so I don't know. I just was watching it and like. Looking at it through a 2021 lens, there's so much to talk about in the way that we view mental health in this country, the way that we just don't listen to women in this country, because Brittany said, I don't want my father. She, she they interviewed a lawyer who met with Brittany when all of this first started, when she was very clear, according to this lawyer, he said, I met with her at the beginning of this and she was very clear with me and said, I know that I can't get I can't escape the fact that I'm going to need to be under conservatorship for a little while. I do not want my dad to be the one in charge. So she was obviously clear-headed enough to say, I know that I can't get out of this. So then why did a judge ignore her saying, I just don't want my dad to do it? I'm not saying I don't want this. I I don't want it, maybe, but I, I have to have it. I don't want this man to have it. We don't listen to women. And then also... You know, they're as they're showing her entire career, the way that she was hypersexualized from a young age. She's on Star Search, and being asked, "Do you have a boyfriend?" Well, she's six, so I don't know who cares. Like, <laughs> and also, why are we asking? You you just had this like tiny little petite powerhouse come in and just blow you away with talent, and that's what you ask her? Do you have a boyfriend? And then it just goes on and on and on and they talk about her breakup with Justin Timberlake and she gets all the blame for it because as a society we have decided that this handsome white man gets away with literally everything. Everything. Um, And it's Super Bowl Sunday so like just a reminder we have let Justin Timberlake off the hook for everything he has done. But Brittany, they're showing all these interviews where they're asking her if she's a virgin, they're asking her why she would break Justin Timberlake's heart like that when he was the one that released the revenge song and revenge music video, revenge music video. I just, <laughs> and I wanted to get all of this out now because otherwise, you know, we're about to do an episode and otherwise this episode will be all about Britney Spears because it's, there is just so much to unpack and I tweeted about this today like we did this to her as a society we did this to her and then we continue to even now still kind of make fun of her a little bit and push back she's the butt of jokes still to this day and it just there's a lot to unpack in everything dealing with her personally and you know what frankly I'm also not comfortable with the free Britney movement because it's a bunch of people I'm not totally comfortable with it it's a lot of people who don't know her personally who feel like they have an emotional stake in where she is and and what happens with her life, which is exactly how we got to this point in the first place. It's just new people with what they think is a really good mission. And I agree that we need to take a better look at what's happened to her, but I don't know that people that are that fanatic about it is the answer. And those are all my thoughts on Britney Spears. Dan?
0: (laughs) yeah i think well for i mean i think i need to watch it i just added it to my hulu list uh the 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 series of all of them and then i'm gonna watch britney's they're fantastic uh, and maybe we do need to have an episode about it yeah uh, I, I, I mean i them. i love their their reporting their their deep reporting i like their storytelling so you know whether it's the 1619 project you know even with its its flaws because it's not perfect like totally. it was such an eye-opening experience mm-hmm. you know yeah um but then there are other stuff too, you know, they, they've done some really interesting things. And so I, I'm, I'm going to watch these, and, I, and maybe we should do that because I think there is a lot to say about believing women, mm-hmm. uh, believing victims of abuse. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like that's what she has faced over her life, you know, in different, in different ways, different levels, maybe, yeah. um, but abuse is abuse. And, and, the, and then the, the hypersexualization thing, just that strikes me to my core because, um, I mean, for one thing, as a male, I'm sure I've done it to, to females. Like, I'm sure I've been a party to that and I feel terrible about it now that I understand more of it. Also, as a dad of daughters, I am constantly irritated and frustrated and surprised at times about the oversexualization, and it irritates me to no end. And I try to keep a feminist outlook when it comes to women's, you know, rights and their lives and you know, while we are somewhat traditional in my family, you know, heterosexual, cisgender, um, you know, married couple. And we, you know, as faith people, we believe what the Bible tells us about like the head of the household and then, you know, a partner or whatever, but that doesn't mean that I am better than, doesn't mean I know more, doesn't mean that I run my wife's life. Like it means something different than what people have perverted it to mean. Um, But even with all of that, like like there's, I, I feel like I'm, I'm, I turned into a feminist, which I'm proud of, and like, I was thinking one of the things today, as I was thinking about our conversation um, in general, just talking to you, what uh, the the whole Super Bowl thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're recording on Super Bowl Sunday. Mm-hmm. Y- you mentioned that. Um, we we have so much, we we put so much stock into these two quarterbacks, and we feel like we know them even when we don't we feel like we have a stake in this, even when we don't. And, you know, I don't, I don't know Tom Brady personally, by any means, I have my, my feelings on him sort of, but I don't even have strong feelings because I just don't care about football. Like mm-hmm. I, maybe I used to, or other people do my sport that I care about is hockey, but even that, like, I, I don't, I don't care. Um. But part of me is turned off of Tom Brady because of, you know, the accusations of cheating with him and Bill Belichick mm-hmm. Um. And some some of it founded, some of it maybe just, you know, uh, mythology, right? Uh, Also, the fact that he's the probably one of the greatest of the greatest of all time makes it hard to like him sometimes (laughs) because we want (laughs) to pull for the underdog, right? Yeah, of course. Um, So that's fair. Um, And also, you know, from what I've seen, he's, you know, he has been he has been a supporter of our 45th president. And that right there alone tells me a lot of what I need to know about him, that I'm not one of those supporters. And. So, but on the other hand, like the fact that he has been such an amazing football player, he has, he's been a great leader in the team from an outside perspective. Like I can respect some of that. So I'm a little bit torn, but then I was thinking, but why do I care? Like, honestly, why do I care? I don't know him personally, Yeah. What is he? it doesn't matter to me. And so that whole idea that we, as, as just other humans who are not ha- necessarily famous or whatever, like why do we have such a pull and such a, a passion about it? And so the fact that that passion hurt a fellow human who happened to be a pop star, is fascinating, yeah, to me. And I don't mean fascinating in a good way, but just it's it's really intriguing to me. Um, so maybe we can we can do, have that conversation, yeah.